0: Welcome back to Got Tech the Podcast. This is episode 81 called 2021 EdTech Fantasy Draft. In this third anniversary episode of Got Tech the Podcast, we bring back a former guest, Jeff Loesch, for our EdTech Fantasy Draft. In this episode, we'll all draft our dream team of EdTech tools by the time we're done featuring 21 awesome apps, extensions, and websites. This is another episode you don't want to miss. Check it out.
1: I'm excited to be back uh, because the EdTech fantasy draft also means that it's close to baseball season. And I know Jeff and I are big baseball fans. I know, Nick, you watch it uh, every once in a while, but this is an episode that I really enjoyed in 2019. We didn't have a chance to do it last year because we were all remote and every life was just hectic. So, Jeff, welcome back on to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Absolutely. And Nick, how are you feeling today?
0: I'm feeling great. I'm glad you mentioned uh, how excited we are to do this. It was a bummer last year, uh, just being remote at the start of COVID, of course. Uh, this this episode takes a lot of prep. There's a lot to look up, and like last time, we tried to we tried to come up with uh, new things that you guys are are less likely to have heard about. I know the list that we came up with today. Uh, there's there's some very very interesting tools on here, and I'm pretty sure we're going to stump some people uh, that have not seen at least a few of these before. But it does feel great to to bring these back, and we've actually you know all of us up on this uh, the screen we're looking at our picks from last time. And it's just kind of funny to me two years ago, the types of things we were talking about. One of them, one of mine in particular called GIFIT. I was using that literally yesterday. So that's just how powerful that episode was for me. GIFIT, if you don't know, you can, it's an extension in any YouTube video. It adds a little button in the bottom right hand corner and you can automatically click that button. It turns that YouTube video into a GIF. It's super useful when I'm making presentations for class. And one of many ways that you can turn YouTube videos into GIFs, but I love it. So that was, it was a great episode. So for me, uh, guys, that was there one that kind of stuck out to you from our first try at this? To-
1: yeah, I will tell you that I use a lot of these tools Still, I mean, my list just going down is Canva, GimKit, Nimbus, Ziteboard, Penpal, Schools, Guru, and Zoom. I mean, I think I hit the nail on the head with the Zoom there. I mean, I don't want to say I predicted a negative situation, but I think that one's pretty valuable. I like my Canva. I still use GimKit. So those are the ones that really stick with me. Jeff. What, are, what were your tools, and what was one that you still use in your classroom? Uh, my tools were uh, Google Keep, Quizzes, Teachers IO,
2: Verso, Click and Clean, Images, and the Fiscal Ship. Uh, I still use the fiscal ship quite a bit to talk about econ in my uh, personal finance class quizzes. I use a little bit. I kind of stole GimKit from your list. And unfortunately, I've been using Zoom way more than I would like from your list too. <laughs> you know, so it was, it was good. I still, I still use bits and pieces of all of them. So it was very interesting for me at the time, much like my fantasy baseball drafts. A lot of times I show up and I learn during the draft because other people prepare better than me. You guys both prepared better for, than I did last time. So I learned a lot from you. So <laughs> I'm hoping to come away today with a bunch of tools that I can use, just like I'm hoping to learn more about some fantasy baseball players this weekend with my first draft.
1: Absolutely. And uh, Nick, I think you should probably read down your list. Uh, You did mention that you use Giffit. What are some of the other ones?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, it was just the one that uh, was most meaningful to me. Uh, Loom, which is a, a less often used screencasting tool. Edgy Notes, which I talk about all the time. Talk and Comment, great extension. Colorzilla, Play Brighter, and Classroom Q, of course. Our good friend Kyle Nemus's own product. All really awesome tools and definitely worth worth mentioning again. So I, I hope if we do this again, hopefully next year at this time, look back at the lists we're about to present and, and feel that just as positively about them. Mm. You can follow Got Tech outside the podcast at gottech.com or on Twitter at We Got Teched.
1: So let's get right into our 2021 Fantasy Ed Tech Draft. Uh, What we did is we chose four different categories. So in fantasy baseball, you pick pitchers, you pick pitch uh, position players, which we call, and outfielders, uh, which we call the hitters. So pitchers and hitters. So our four categories, categories that we picked this time are extensions, add-ons, EdTech tools, including those that are web-based. And we went to AR VR slash STEM category. And then we did a little bonus one resource or person that we follow or something that you should go out and check out or someone that you should go out and check out. So we're going to get right into it now. I'm going to ask Jeff to go first. Uh, We're going to go with the extensions category. So what's going to happen is we will publish the way that we drafted within the show notes, but we're gonna go down by category and we'll tell you where we drafted them and there's strategies behind it because I know that there's certain categories where Nick really likes to focus on. So I wanted to make sure I drafted those before he got to them. Uh, so, Jeff, why don't you start us off with your first extension?
2: All right. So I had the first overall pick. And with that, I took something called Go Full Page. Um, I like simple stuff. I like things that make my life simple. And I like things that are simple to use. And what Go Full Page does is it takes screenshots, but it also will scroll through the page for you to get rid of any ads or bloatware or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, I can save things as a JPEG or PDF, whatever you need. So as a technology trainer that helps other teachers, um, you know, it just makes my life a lot easier when I want to be able to share things very quickly and easily. Um, so go, go full page was just something that was a no-brainer for me.
1: Yeah, that's that's an awesome one. Uh, I know that I put that one into my repertoire after you drafted it because I am also always looking for ways to improve on the simplistic tools and some productivity hacks that I need in my classroom. Nick, why don't you go up next?
0: Yeah. So my extension, one of my two extensions was called Additor, A-D-D, I-T-O-R, add a tour. I don't know about you guys, but just recently this past year, maybe because of all how we've been digitizing everything, I've been really utilizing bookmarks. Uh, Everything I do now pretty much is within the Chrome browser somewhere, which means everything I do now is categorized with bookmarks. I've got Google Docs bookmarked ready for certain tasks. I've got Zoom meetings bookmarked ready for certain tasks. I've got common websites that I use to run a class period bookmarked. And they're all organized, but it is getting kind of crazy. So I made this my number one pick as well, uh, because I think Attitore has sort of what I need to organize all of that stuff in more into one place. So you can think about searching online, right? Visiting different websites, doing research, and you're just finding things that you need and you want to save. Maybe you want to bookmark that entire page. Well, with additor, you can create that bookmark as well as uh, highlight text within a certain page, and as you highlight text, that text also gets added to your list of additor resources, let's just call it, and you can also type in notes, little reminders about why I needed that, what was interesting about it, and it sort of collects those in these lists as you go. You get sort of like this thumbnail version view then of all of these pages that you have bookmarked, all of the text. That you've got highlighted along with your notes, and you can really easily sort of click and drag them around. So just because of how much I'm online now, doing different things, uh, a productivity tool like this it sounds really, really super awesome to me. I haven't actually incorporated this yet into what I'm doing, but I, I plan to soon. Just a, another quick note: it seems like you can really easily sort of collect things from all types of stuff. It says articles, PDFs, YouTube videos. It sounds like pretty much anything you can find online. So Additor going to be a big one for me. And that again, that's why it was my number one
1: pick for my extensions. That, that is fantastic. I also spent a number one pick on, uh, an extension, which is Wheat, WEET, W E E T. It's a video and screen recording tool that allows it to be very collaborative. I know a couple of weeks ago we talked about one called Bubbles. This is kind of that, but it takes it even further. This makes, allows you to, like Bubbles, it allows you to do asynchronous uh, videos. But a couple of things that I really like about this is it allows you to record your video with co authors. It allows you to add filters, backgrounds, update your video even after. After sharing the link so if you share if all three of us are working on something I share a video and then I realize later after I shared the link with you that I forgot something I could go in and edit that and then share it out we could update our video um, track uh, who watches the video so if I, I send it out to a group of students uh, and I want to make sure that they actually watched it I could see that you have rich commenting options you could auto transcribe and auto caption your video. So wheat is for everyone. You just record on your webcam. You could use a screen or without the screen, just like the other ones, add filters, backgrounds, all that good stuff. So I'm gonna go with Wheat, W-E-E-T for my round one pick. And that's gonna bring us into Jeff's second extension selection. Yeah,
2: with my second extension, I took something that's a little bit similar to what uh Eric just picked. It's called Vidyard, and um, you know, a lot of things I was already doing with Screencastify. I kind of like Vidyard a little bit better. Um, It's a little bit easier to use. You can do a little bit more drawing on the screen and stuff like that. So, just a way to capture your screen, capture your video, and again, going back to me being a technology trainer, I want to be able to just take video real quick do something um, short and sweet. You know, the, the more detailed, longer, in-depth things I leave to uh, Nick and Geist because they're much better at that than I am. But the real quick and easy things just to help a teacher who's having trouble, I like to be able to get that done, you know, smoothly, as quickly as possible, get it out to them. And uh, Vidyard something I can use uh, in those scenarios.
0: That's cool. I, I think Geis and I talked recently about how there's so many of these screencasting tools that are popping up that are sort of good at like different things. If you want fast and easy, it's always been Screencastify for me. But Vidyard now seems like another option and you, know, you can do, you can screencast with WeVideo, which is great. And it gives you tons of editing tools if that's what you want. And I just like that we sort of have this like litany of things to pick from now when it comes to a screencasting tool. So I, I probably would have picked Vidyard um, for this if I didn't have so many other things. My uh, my second extension I'll get into now is something called MindZip. This, I picked this later on. It's not gonna be super critical to my my team here, but it did kind of, kind of reminded me of Additor, my first one. It's kind of similar in that, you know, you're browsing online, you can actually bookmark with MindZip as well. But the real, the main purpose of uh, MindZip is an extension that helps you learn things and remember things. So on top of, you know, all of the stuff that I do in my Chrome browser and, and how I need to keep that organized, part of that is I, I just feel like I'm forgetting stuff. You know, when, when is this meeting? When is that meeting? When am I supposed to meet with this student? There's a lot. And then on top of that, I'm trying to teach an AP Chem class and stay up to date with you know, whatever new College Board guidelines are out there. So with MindZip, as you, you know, you're scrolling online and you're finding stuff, watching a video, let's say, Uh, Just the same as you would bookmark a page, you can type out little notes to yourself, little snippets of information, essentially note-taking on whatever you're reading or watching. And it later then on a phone app, so MindZip also has an app, uh, it automatically does like a playback of all those things you typed out. And then you sort of do like a swipe from point to point to point. And the idea is that you keep doing that. You keep rereading and swiping through these notes you've taken over the course of a day, whenever you want to open up the MindZip app, and you learn them. That's It seems like that's their main thing is helping you internalize information. This is actually something that I might recommend to my students as an optional way to study. I'm really big into that this year too, is giving kids choice. Okay, you're struggling on assessments. How are you studying? Here's three other things you can try. Now I've got a fourth one. Try taking notes on MindZip and scrolling through on your phone until you've got those memorized. So hopefully that's one that uh, can help people out as well
1: if you're trying to remember stuff. Yeah, that's an excellent one. I will tell you that uh, I was listening the whole time. Uh, you used litany in a sentence. So I give you a bonus <laughs> point for that one. Nice. And uh, did you really go away from Screencast-O-Matic and you're now using Screencastify?
0: Uh, well, like kind of like Jeff said, it depends on what I'm doing. If I'm responding to a student's email and I'm maybe feeling a little bit lazy or my, you know, my hands are tied up, maybe I'm holding my daughter. Uh, I can just click on Screencastify and, and talk and basically give like a, a verbal answer rather than typing it out. Uh, so Screencastify for that purpose, because I can really quickly record it, get the link. Send it off to the student. I'm still using Screencast O Matic for like videos that I'm gonna publish online to because I think it represents me and our in the got tech brand a little bit better because
1: of the editing that I can do. So it depends on the purpose. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. I'll go into the last extension, which is going to be web paint. And you know, when I first looked at web paint, I was like, ah, I don't think I need another one of these. But one thing that I really like is I'm able to draw all over web pages. Uh, so if I wanna throw out to my students like a how to, but I don't wanna make a whole video or anything like that, I could just annotate a web page, put a one next to this is where you, you log in and uh, capture that that image and then send it out to them. So web page uh, kind of goes with the snipping tool that I said a couple of uh, weeks ago and a couple of years ago that keeps coming back up. It's kind of like that, but I find it's just a little bit easier to annotate that, that that screen, that webpage, and send it out. So I did that one with a mid-round pick, round four, pick one, and that's going to conclude our extensions portion of the draft. Next up, we have our add-ons. So these are part of the um, Google for Education uh, suite that you can add on certain functionality to Google Docs, uh, Drive, Classroom, uh, Slides, all those. So, Jeff, why don't you get us started with one of your add-ons that you drafted?
2: Yeah, so um, when I was taking my First pick in the second round for me, so the third pick in the second round, sixth overall. Um, no one had taken any add-ons yet, so I had all the add-ons available to me, and I decided to go with Coalander, uh, I guess it's pronounced K-O, and then Allender at the end. Um, I live with my Google Calendar. I've been using it for many, many years, long before I was using Google products, even in the classroom, to how I keep myself organized. And um, you know, I do have a unique schedule where I teach half day, and I'm a technology coach half day. But we also have a rotating drop schedule, and we've got the hybrid schedule. Things. Can get confusing so uh, instead of sending out emails to the staff and telling them you know this is what I'm available one day and then a different day um, I can just take this coleander and um, you know add that on right to my calendar put in whatever I'm available teachers know exactly where to go Um, they can schedule on a spot to see me Uh, we can meet and it just makes things a lot lot easier for both the staff who want to meet with me and then also easier for me on my end keep me organized and make sure I'm going where I need to go so that was my pick in the second round
1: yeah, I really like that one. Uh, I, it, I'm i looking at it right now. They're kind of clever. They have a koala as their little icon. So I guess they're mixing koala and calendar. So I give them an A on their name, even though it's hard is all get out to say. Um, <laughs> but uh, Nick, you're up. What, what was your first add on?
0: Sure. So my first add-on and both of my add-ons are pretty similar, but uh, this one I like better. Um, I took this, uh, I believe, yes, round three, it's called Collaborify. Uh, Collaborify is an extension or an add-on that you can sort of incorporate, uh, say with a a Google Doc that you're putting together. And now part of that can be a, uh, it's a collaborative mind map tool is probably the best way to think about it. So I like mind mapping. I have my students do it from time to time. Of course, it helps you organize your thoughts and, forcing your students to walk through that organization process. It's great for learning. It really helps them internalize what they've just seen or looked at or have been uh, studying. But uh, one thing that's always been missing from these mind maps is it's sort of like an individual process. You can have kids do it in groups, but it's still one person at the computer linking together all these little thought bubbles with arrows or lines or whatever it is. But Collaborify, uh, especially in this sort of weird hybrid remote environment, it lets multiple students work on the same one in real time, uh, which is huge. Guys and I just did an episode fully devoted to real time collaborative tools because of how critical that has been to us. And and we missed Collaborify on that episode Uh, But it should have been there because it's it's great. So I can you know, I don't even have to be in in a Zoom meeting now and watching guys share his screen. We could be in totally separate spots working on the same mind map together. So this is something I'm going to be incorporating for my students it looks like an awesome add-on.
1: So we say this from time to time, but Nick is super organized and mind maps. It's right up his alley. I'm going to go into my first one. and I was really surprised that Nick did not take this one because this is another thing that is right up his alley. He loves making little icons for different projects, different websites, things like that. So I took icons by the noun project. So this is a very simplistic Uh, Add on. You can type in any word that you want to represent by an icon. So if I did a club, I'm thinking playing cards here. I could type in club, grab a purely black and white um, club and drag it into a Google drawing or Canva or anything like that and have that picture there, simplistic picture to represent, you know, maybe it's a, you give your students a couple of minutes to get a team name and an icon and you have them develop it and that's their icon or representation for a whole project. But I'm really big into these uh, creation pieces, avatars, things like that. And I feel like this could be used for all those things. So icons by the noun project. So Jeff, uh, I, I know what your next uh, your next add-on is. This is one that I'm a big fan of. Why don't you go ahead and share with us?
2: It's funny listening to you guys. I've noticed how um, you guys tend to go more towards some of the creative things. And I'm just not as creative of a person. I have a math background. So I like the, you know, I need the structure. I also do need structure too. But uh, my next one's form approvals. And uh, it's an add-on that just goes to Google Forms. We all use Google Forms. But it's something you know. As a school district, we have a lot of paper forms that have to get routed throughout the district, and sometimes they stay within a building. Other times, they have to go to other buildings. So when we change them over to Google Forms, you know that's great. But sometimes, you know, person A needs to approve it before it goes to person B, and then person C, and then person D. So with form approvals, you know, you can kind of set that all up and decide, you know, who who needs to see it and when and who should see it first and whatnot. So it uh, just it has routing conditions and stuff like that. So um, Automatic reminders to let people know that they need to do what they need to do. So uh, that was just something that was kind of right up my alley when you know administration came to us and asked for uh, you know the ability to turn some things digital that have been you know on paper for so long.
1: Yeah, that's a fantastic one. That should probably be uh, recommended over to the board office so we can get some of these uh, these papers pushed in a sequence. I think that's a great one, Nick. You also have a pretty interesting second one, which I'm surprised was not the noun project. Uh, icons by the noun project, but you went with a different one. What one is it?
0: Yeah, it's called uh, diagrams.net. And let me also say that I, I, I saw you pick the noun project. I was upset by it. Um, but, in a few short minutes, I'll explain to everyone why it ended up being a good thing for me. So just put a pin in that, everybody, for now. Back to diagrams.net. This is kind of like my relief pitcher to Collaborify. They essentially do the same thing. Uh, so I, I did that on purpose in this case, too, just because, you know, it's good to have multiple tools for the same purpose. We've already talked about that as far as, you know, screencasting tools go. Maybe, you know, one's good for one thing and then another's good for sort of a different purpose. Uh, diagrams.net is Kind of that for me. It it, it is also a diagramming, mind mapping tool uh, that integrates, of course, with all all your Google Drive things like uh, um, you know Docs and slides. There's two benefits to this one that I see uh, over my first mind mapping tool, Collaborify. One of them is that it's really integrated heavily with Google Drive, uh, way more than Collaborify is. Uh, It's gonna make it easier to use because, of course, we are. Everything we do in our school is Google, so the more integrated it is, the better. It's going to let it cross platforms much, much easier from, say, a doc to a slide and, and whatever I need. That's the first thing. Second thing is they've also got a, a phone app, so I can do this not only uh, from my my computer, my desktop, but also on my phone, and it is just as easy. So if Collaborify is not working for me or if I need to work from my phone Diagrams.net is going to be my uh, diagram and mind mapping tool. So you can check both of these out and decide for
1: yourselves. Awesome, awesome tool. And I'm, I'm very glad that you allowed me to draft icons. <laughs> I will say that my next one's, I'm going to use kind of a weird example Just to put it into perspective, and it's also going to age me a little bit, way back when uh, Adam Sandler did a lot of stand-up comedy, uh, he talked about the lonely field goal kicker because there's everyone else on the team, and then you have one basically non-contact person, and that's the field goal kicker. So everyone's field goal kicker, I feel, not everyone, but most people's field goal kicker is Google Sheets. I, I'm terrible at Google Sheets, Excel, Google Sheets, all that stuff. Terrible. But I made it a goal to get better. All right. So my next one goes in with Google Sheets and it's called Airtable. And Airtable makes tables look awesome. All right? It's kind of like awesome table. But Airtable gives you a whole bunch of templates that allows you to export the information in a uh, Google Sheet and make it look really awesome. And you can embed it into your websites. Uh, You can also put it into a Google doc, wherever you wanna take it. So I went with Airtable for my round seven, pick three. And that's gonna round us up for the add-ons. So our next uh, category is probably one of the more exciting ones. And this is called the EdTech tools, including URLs category. So, Jeff, why don't you get us started off with this uh, category and your first pick?
2: Uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. This was uh, my first pick in round three. thinkio.it. it's just an alternative to Kami. Um, you know, it's it's similar in a lot of ways. It accomplishes the same goals. I think the students loved Kami when they first started using it, and now it's used um, so often. Um, it, it just it, it's just another alternative. It lets kids um, you know go on PDFs and edit them, and you know do whatever they need to do. Um, You know, nowadays with us being hybrid, it's harder and harder to do stuff on paper, obviously. So using thinkio.it, they can go on and circle things and cross things out and, you know, whatever they need to do, uh, just makes things life a lot easier for the students.
1: Yeah, and for this one, and I have used this one and I have checked it out. uh, It's free, there's no accounts needed. And the other thing that I really like about it is it's a simplistic form of commie. Uh, Kami, with some students, they get overwhelmed by all the editing options. This is just very simplistic form there. So... I was kind of sad to see that one off the board. It was uh, something that was on my radar. Uh, Nick, go ahead with your next one.
0: Sure, so my, my my next one here, and this is my favorite category to draft in always, it's also the reason why I didn't care that you guys took the noun project um, because I think I have a better tool that does pretty much the same thing. Um, if you want to spice up your presentations, your screencast videos, or just offer your students a cool place to go when they're making in-class projects, uh, the noun project is great, but I think even better is something called Visiwig, V-I-S-I-W-I-G, Visiwig.com. It's really click and paste vector graphics, just like the noun project is. Um, However, I find it much faster and easier to use. The noun project is trying to sell me their icons so that I can edit them myself, which is nice. But one, I don't want to pay and I don't. Two, I don't want to be asked to pay because that means there's extra clicks to get around that paywall. Um, and with Visiwig, you kind of dodge that. Uh, it's much, much cleaner, more modern, more simple. When you go to Visiwig.com, there's three giant buttons. That's all you see. Uh, one says icons, one says patterns, one says textures. You click um, and you download and then drag and drop whatever you want to use, um, as well as they have you know, patterns and textures, which I wouldn't have even thought Uh, But it would be kind of a cool thing. So if you want to overlay, I don't know, like some grayed out polka dots or I don't know why you want to do that. But for whatever purpose, on a picture or in a, like I said, a video, uh, check out BusyWig. I think it's uh, I think it's the way to go.
1: That's an awesome one. I never heard of that one. So kudos for that. find. But I'm going to stick with my icons for now. But I will give BusyWig a try. Uh, My next one, I actually learned from the Fonz. He does the Maya Tech life podcast. And we were actually in one of our uh, clubhouse rooms that we ran. And this one's called capwing.com. And if you go to capwing.com, it's a free tool. There's no watermarks. You have a, uh, you can export videos up to seven minutes long, publish up to three hours of video per month, edit and store content up to two days. So the storing of content is limited, but really if you finish it, and you export it, you're good to go there. This capwing.com, it allows you to go into studio mode, video maker, meme generator, subtitler. You could add audio to video, resize video, remove background from images, trim video, add audio to gif. There's so many more. I just told you of just a couple, there's at least another 12 more that you could go in there. If you have a video that is too loud or too soft, you could go in there and just adjust the video there and download it. So make changes and download it. So a lot of great tools here. Go check out capwing.com. All right, so I think that one right there is probably one of the ones that I'm most excited about. So thanks Fons, for uh, sharing that one with us. Um, let's go into your next one, Jeff, which I I also find very, very, appealing to check out.
2: Yeah, so this one's called Plot Note Studio. And I said earlier, I'm not that creative of a guy. And this one's really good with um, using templates and stuff to make designs so I can start with someone else's creativity and just kind of adjust it to fit my own needs. Um, you can quickly add backgrounds and other types of uh, images and text and stuff. You don't have to sign up, it's free, uh, which is always one of the best things with, um, you know, when you're, when you're working with technology. So again, short, sweet, simple, um, easy easy to do, and I don't have to be too creative starting from scratch.
1: That's another great one. It reminds me of Canva. Uh, Nick, let's just hop right into yours so we can, uh, you know, keep on pace with our our time crunch today.
0: Yeah, sure. So this is another really great tool. It's very simple, so this should be fast. It's uh, called Talking Points. Uh, Talking Points is what looks to me to, to be probably the easiest way to communicate with your your multilingual uh, parents who maybe speak different. A different language than you do, and we have this a lot more uh, than we used to in education. And it's also extra important uh, to actually communicate with parents, and that, you know that's a huge part of what we do. And there's lots of ways you can do that. I mean, there's Google Translate is out there to help you sort of go back and forth. Uh, but Talking Points kind of does all the hard work for you. You can think about it as like simply texting back and forth, except when you text, uh, it automatically translates your text into. Uh, the language that the person receiving it prefers. They respond in their own language. And as it comes back to you, it's automatically translated back to the language you prefer. Um, so there's there's sort of takes out the middleman of having to translate it yourself because as, lo- as, as long as you set those languages at the beginning, uh, then the communication just kind of flows from there. Um, I have not tested this, but the, this is rated as having the highest quality translations uh, that's out there on the market today, Um, as well as you can just, you can use this on your phone app, which I think is probably the way that I would do it. There is a website as well. So you can do it uh, via your desktop or the phone app, but definitely check out Talking Points. Anybody that trying to find maybe a smoother way uh, to communicate with students or parents who speak a different language than you.
1: Yeah, I like that one a lot. And I like the fact that it's a nonprofit and that they're really focusing on putting that communication aspect between teachers and parents and family members first. Uh, My next one, I took another one that was in the clubhouse realm that I learned about. And this one was getting passed around by several people. I've heard uh, once again, the fons talk about it. I heard Chris Nessie talk about it, who runs um, the House of EdTech and also Mike Brilla. Uh, these three guys were all talking about it. So I went and I checked it out. So this is like another kicker, another spin to like a Zoom meeting or really a, a video clubhouse almost. If you choose a background, a picture, let's just say it's the bottom floor plan of a house and you have the different rooms, you have the kitchen, the living room, the dining room and stuff like that. You invite people into this Kumo space. And if we would take just our little square box of our video, we're able to navigate the bottom floor of that house. I could go into a kitchen and as I get closer to Nick and Jeff in the kitchen who's having a conversation, I could start hearing their conversation. If I don't really like that conversation, I could move my avatar, my little, uh, video image, you know, into the living room, and I can see two people in there having a conversation. If I like that one, I can hang around, or I could keep moving around. I almost think of this as a little virtual edcamp possibility, where you just go in and check in with different people in different areas. So I think this one is one that I would really like to check out, and that is going to wrap up our third category of edtech tools. Uh, including the URLs, and it's going to bring us into the STEM and engineering category. And For this one, we're just going to list out the name of the tool and give you our quick rundown of each one of these, kind of like we did in the the last couple, but these are a little bit more cut and dry, and you're going to have to go out and check them out a little bit once we give you the description. So Jeff, go ahead and give us your first STEM slash engineering tool.
2: Uh, I did uh, Think Iverse, it's called, and that's just where you can go in and grab the STL files you need to to make um, 3D prints and whatnot. So again, going back to my theme of not being the most creative and and creating these from scratch myself, you know, there's such a wide variety of things out there that people, you know, people create things, they do great stuff, and they want to share with others. So there's a gallery out there, you can choose the file, download the file, and just you know, print it up on your 3D printer. So um, Thinkiverse is, is a great selection. More and more things every day.
1: Yeah, that that is a great one. We, we do use that to kind of get motivation in our classrooms sometimes yeah. as well. This is uh, something really cool. I saw Mount Rushmore on there and people were changing the faces of the presidents and putting their favorite, you know, teachers on there and so on and so forth. So I think that's an awesome opportunity. Nick, go ahead
0: this is my fourth round pick but it's probably the my also my favorite one uh, just because of how cool it is if you guys like the snipping tool i'm obsessed with the snipping tool uh this is called clip drop and clip drop is like the augmented reality snipping tool that you can use in real life so i can see my cat sitting on the floor in front of me i can hold up my phone the camera opens Uh, Clip drop will capture a transparent background image of my cat. I drag my phone's camera onto my desktop screen and if clip drop is open there, it automatically inserts that image of my cat uh, into uh, my computer and I can then copy paste it into whatever I want. So this combines like three different tools all in one. And again, with that super awesome augmented reality piece. So check out ClipDrop, I'm obsessed.
1: I'm gonna go with my next one, which is Spline. I think it's called that, if it was Spline, it might be spelled different, S-P-L-I-N-E. And that is something, it's in beta right now. You can download the uh, Windows or the Uh, Apple Mac versions of this. It gives you a little creation uh, spot there and you can start making things in 3D. So it's a lot like Photoshop and some of those where you can expand the X, Y, and Z axis and and make them 3D. And then you could take those images and use them elsewhere. But that is called spline. Uh, Our last category is someone or something that you follow. And I'll, I'll break the mold of the order real quick because uh, it kind of sprung this one on you at the last second. Uh, but I'm gonna go, and I mentioned his name a couple of times. I'm gonna go with Alfonso Mendoza, My Ed Tech Life Podcast. Uh, I'm gonna go with him just because I've learned so much from him just in the clubhouse uh, area. So I'll go with Alfonso Mendoza. I'll have his Twitter handle in the show notes. So
0: I'm going to go with um, a website called weareteachers.com. They just feature so much really cool stuff. You can also find them on Twitter, but I get their uh, their emails. They send out like uh, once a week. That's weareteachers.com. Uh, it's always helpful things. I know sometimes it's annoying to get those uh, spam emails that you sign up for. This
2: is not that. Check out weareteachers.com. And I'm going to cheat a little bit. These guys did not put me up to it, but I'm going to go with Got Tech Ed. They (laughs) they do a great job. I know they, uh, um, I'm not just doing this because they're here and patronizing them, but uh, they they do a great job, obviously, of finding new things, trying to think outside the box. Uh, The podcasts are fun to listen to from time to time. I will tell you, I listen to podcasts all the time and mostly in my car. When you're in your car, you can't take notes. You can't jot stuff down. The fact that they have such detailed um, you know, notes on all the podcasts are excellent. Cause then I can go back later. Frankly, I forget half what I heard anyway, but I go back through the show notes, remind myself what I heard. Oh yeah, you know, Nick made a great comment about this or Geis made a great comment about that. Click on it, go find more details and and try to implement it in my everyday um, everyday life. So, God Tech Ed would be my recommendation.
1: We appreciate that. And the reason why we uh, waited so long to tell you that you needed one of these is we were hoping you would do just that. (laughs) So, it worked out. So that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. This was our EdTech Fantasy Draft for 2021. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you like this content or any of the other content that we produce, please go to gottech.com. Follow us on any podcast player. Uh, We're on all the major ones. We have a YouTube channel that we continually update, uh, and we share out some EdTech tools, tips, and tricks. And lastly, go tell other teachers about us. Uh, We'd love for you to reach out to us on Twitter or use our email, ask us questions or get us involved in some type of collaboration. Jeff, thank you so much for being on this episode with us and to everyone else, go out and try some of these awesome EdTech tools that we had. We'll see you next time, everybody.